Howdy, this is Joseph Franklin McElroy uh, here with this week's episode of Wise Content Creates Wealth. You heard that content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Wise content requires analysis and use of data to inform decisions about what to create and how to promote it. Using knowledge and tools such as behavioral science, artificial intelligence, uh, semantic research, and other kinds of uh, opportunities uh, and tools, we, we explore this space for how you can use wise content to help build your success. As I mentioned, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, and I am a marketing technology expert who has built a multi-million dollar company, created award-winning technology, and successfully implemented viral content campaigns. Today, we're going to talk about SEO and content uh, with an expert in the field. But first, I'm going to give you a little history lesson uh, about viral content. In 2001, a man named Judson Lapley performed Evolution of Dance to assist in his motivational speaking gigs. It consisted of 12 popular dance songs of the late 20th century. In the video, he is seen performing various dance moves on stage with a spotlight pointing at him and sounds of audience cheering and clapping in the background. It's not a very professionally produced video, but it was extremely popular. Three years later, he uploaded uh, that video, uh, which was about six minutes in, uh, in length, to YouTube. And after posting the video, he left for a weekend retreat without any cell or internet service. And upon returning home, he discovered he was the, one of the first people to have become a viral internet sensation. The clip received 70 million views in under eight months. And at that time, it was rated on YouTube as the number one most viewed all-time video on YouTube. It was the number one top-rated video on YouTube, and it was the number three most discussed video on YouTube. In Jetson's words, he experienced, and this is critical when you're talking about wise content, he experienced a rocket boost of 10 to 15 years of acceleration from the exposure standpoint. Imagine jumping your career 15 years ahead as a result of this evolution of dance video. He was, uh, he was, he's, he's been the only person ever to be a guest on both Oprah and Tosh.0, uh, or Tosh.0, which I don't know which one it was. He's also appeared in music videos with both Bare Naked Ladies and Weezers and, and many other cultural phenomenons, but he has a successful business to this day. But viral doesn't necessarily mean success. And Justin explained this as, as well in, in an interview. That the only reason he was able to leverage his 15 minutes was for fame so successfully was due to the many years of hard work in his chosen field he'd already done. He was prepared for that success. A lot of people have gone viral and then you don't hear anything about them after a few years. Viral is, um, can be a poison pill in some ways. Viral can actually, uh, people that have been viral success and, uh, and then try to leverage it without really having a background to leverage it can often become something of a laughing stock or a joke. So you have to be careful. When we're talking about doing content marketing and SEO, you try, you sometimes want to think about a viral effect, but you have to be careful about a viral effect in uh, SEO. Um, so if you, you know, one of the things in SEO, you do a piece of content that, that you put out there and gets a lot of links a massive amount of links to a single page, you might think that's great for SEO, but it's not always the truth. 
It's not always the case. It's often the case that it has no effect on SEO or actually can be detrimental to SEO. And it's because a lot of times the content that was produced is not relevant to the rest of the site. It's not relevant to what you're doing. You get a lot of keyword success and keywords that have no relevancy to your business. So what do you do? You want to make sure um, that that the page it's getting linked to is not particularly off topic. Um, And you want to make, um, you want to have them to be, you know, the content to be very relevant, but interesting in what you're doing. Now, you also have to deal with, you know, when you're doing viral content, you have to think about the title because the title, a lot of way, is is important for why it goes viral. So sometimes you can't even have the keywords in there, but you try to want to make them not so far off what you are doing that uh, you get a lot of links and uh, and things that are just totally irrelevant to your business. Um, so planning and preparation is important when you get into doing things virally. Now, Amanda knows a lot about this sort of thing. He, he taught me about ego baiting. Is Hussein Ibid. Hussein is the CEO and founder of Sunnyside Digital, a performance marketing agency that leverages content and user experience to supercharge search marketing for their clients. Hussein has over 15 years of agency experience working with some of the top digital agencies across America, including 360i, Pacific, Galileo Tech Media, which is my company, uh, and Acronym Media. He has led SEO and content strategy for several Fortune 500 companies, including the likes of Expedia, Travelocity, Eddie Bauer, CarRentals.com, Mint, and Jacuzzi. Outside of marketing, Jose is a veteran of the U.S. Armed Forces and a proud father of two young. How are you doing, Hussein? Great, great. Thank you for having me on your show. I'm really excited. Sure. I, I, you know, I'm, uh, I'm uh, very happy to have, we haven't had a conversation in a while. I'm glad we get to have this conversation. It's been a while, yeah. So I saw, I was looking at your LinkedIn profile, and you also mentioned your bio. You were in the U.S. Army, and then that was followed by uh, being a news assistant at CNN, and then you got into SEO. How did you get that kind of a career trajectory? It's really funny. It was, uh, I can't say it was actually planned, Um, I was always very ambitious as a younger man, and uh, initially, uh, the idea of being in some sort of media always excited me. Initially, I was thinking more along the lines of traditional, uh, hence the internship at CNN. Uh, But then when I moved to New York, uh, well, I grew up in New York, when I moved back after college, um, I sort of fell backwards into digital marketing, and I didn't realize it at the time, but a lot of experiences I had at my, you know, in my life up to that point sort of prepared me for this industry in ways that I never really thought of or mm-hmm. expected. But I'm really glad that you know, my destiny led me there. Cool. What did you learn in, in the Army and then later as a news assistant at CNN that helps your career now? You know, I think many of the reasons why I ended up in marketing is I just had a really um, you know, unique and interesting upbringing you know, I, I, I grew up in New York City, but there are certain aspects of my identity that, that sort of put me into unique situations. Uh, for example, um, I'm originally, uh, you know, my ethnic background is I'm Egyptian. Um, I'm, also, uh, I'm also a practicing Muslim. And while I was in the military, while I was in college, uh, even when I was at CNN, 
so many times I was put in situations where I had to sort of understand people's perceptions of me and what they might be so that I could then figure out what the best way for me is to convey sort of my identity, my principles, my values in a way that they will find accessible, not intimidating. And I think forcing yourself to always empathize with those around you by taking into consideration their beliefs and their experiences helped me become a better marketer. It sort of helped me strengthen that part where you have to know your audience and you have to know what information or understanding they might have about a given topic so that you can form the best strategy to convey your own message to them. Cool. So um, what was your first SEO experience? That's a really good question. <laughs> um, I think I was an SEO coordinator at uh, Acronym Media. I remember what I really appreciated about that agency is they took me in with no prior SEO knowledge or digital marketing. I remember going into the interview thinking, okay, they work with Google and Yahoo, but I'm not really sure what that means. I thought that maybe I had to know some HTML or something. And I remember picking a book the day before the interview, just un hoping that they'll ask me simple questions about the basic building blocks of HTML, but they never did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what they did is they understood right off, right off the bat that I didn't really know what they did. And uh, at the time they said, we're going to let you sit with different heads of departments. They will explain to you what paid media is, what analytics is, what SEO is, and then you could sort of tell us what you find most appealing to you. SEO, it was a no-brainer. Once I started hearing about how it works and what goes into it, what I liked about it is that the person who described it to me told me SEO is about putting your hands into every aspect of a marketing channel in order to sort of do it right. And the first client I worked on was an organization called the Conference Board. And I remember this was an interesting organization that was responsible for putting out reports about uh, consumer confidence in the markets. And it was so strange because I knew nothing about what that client actually did. And I just remember I need to learn more about what this client actually does in order for me to be able to serve them. And that was sort of the first lesson I learned, which is you have to know your clients as well as they understand their own business. And then you have to try to understand who their audiences are. Yeah, it's an interesting thing about marketing is that you actually have to understand, you know, the, how a business operates to some extent, but with SEO especially, you know, because you're, you're trying to get content in all phases of the, uh, the buying process from investigation all the way to after the fact when they're satisfied. You really sort of have to understand the whole business, right? You have to be an expert in their domain, exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, it's, uh, and I, you know, I, I, you know, one of the things I recommend to, uh, you know, people, you know, companies out there is you actually want to get somebody that's uh, an SEO that has experience in your domain, right? Um, the, otherwise, there's, a, there's, a, there's definitely going to be a learning curve. Now, not to say that somebody's really great at SEO and, and you can't bring them in and all the aspects of doing SEO can greatly benefit your organization. But if you're wanting to get the quickest and fastest results from SEO that you maybe can, you want somebody that has a, a expertise in that niche, wouldn't you say? Yeah, no. And in fact, one of the things I like to do when the circumstances allow it is before starting an SEO program, I like to see how many hours I could spend with a client where all they do is just talk to me about 
their industry, the history of the business. How does it work? When do people yeah. buy your product or service? Because the more I can understand about, more I know what they know, the better I will be at developing strategies and recommendations that will help engage their target audiences. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if they don't do, if an SEO doesn't do a discovery that's pretty extensive up front, they're they're probably not going to do well for you. That's so, right. um, I uh, we have to take a break and come back. We'll finish. You know, we'll finish investigating your background. Then we'll get into some uh, current stuff. All right. Very cool. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. This is Joseph Franklin McElroy, back with the Wise Content Creates Wealth podcast, and my guest, Hussein Abid. So, Hussein. Um, you know, uh, I have a friend of mine that was a previous uh, guest on this uh, podcast, was Mike Gearhead, uh, Gearhead, who was with the acronym, right? I, I was there when he joined. Yeah, well, he, you know, you, he, did you hear he just left? He's gone yeah. to a big job out on the West Coast. Yeah, so, yeah, I thought you might know him. Yeah. So after uh, after acronym, where did you go? Uh, so after acronym media, uh, I took a role uh, on more of the client services side at a company called TMP Directional Marketing. Uh, at the time, they were the largest um, print uh, print advertising uh, company for a lot of traditional advertisers who were still working with you know think about like national buys into yellow pages and super pages, but they were really developing and growing their digital arm. So I kind of came in to support that. 
Uh, and while I was there, I got to work on some really nice accounts, but it also gave me an opportunity as a as an account executive to improve my literacy with all other aspects of digital marketing. Since I was sort of responsible for managing the client relationship across paid media, social media, uh, and that's where I really got a chance to better understand how the, the larger ecosystem of marketing. Mm. Uh, how was how how did that, so you got to see the transition from print uh, advertising uh, you know to to digital advertising yeah, right yeah it was really interesting uh, because there you know these were clients that were spending hundreds of thousands of dollars in getting into you know print mailers and yellow pages all across the country and those same advertisers like the yellow pages and the super pages at the time they were doing everything they can to go digital as well and my job was try to to help them sell this sort of new product to many of their national companies and uh and it was it was a really interesting time to see it was volatile it was changing really fast and um people were questioning everything in relation to print and mm -hmm. so uh, but yeah, no, it was it was a great experience, um, and I got to sort of see firsthand. You're right, sort of the increasing importance of digital in a large in, in large company sort of media mixes. And mm -hmm. in, in, in those days, print did uh, was there uh, the idea of viral? I mean, I guess there was you know the, the, I guess there was the idea of you know, publishing and the number of uh, sales or whatever. But was there an idea of vir virility or something like that? But, no, I got to say it was really all focused on direct response and increasing sales and revenue. And I think that's also what made for many companies digital a very difficult transition because, uh, as you know, with digital, obviously direct response generating leads and revenue is a core component of it. But clients and companies for the first time in their marketing had to start thinking about going beyond that and delivering a greater currency than just an ad but rather an experience, this idea of building content that's designed to not only sell, but to inform and inspire. And that was new. And I think that was the most difficult part of that transition for them. And, and wouldn't, would you say that in, when it was all about print, it was about copywriting and copywriting was about how, uh, you know, triggering emotional, you know, responses, right? Right, and it in the shortest and, words possible. In the shortest words possible. And it wasn't, there wasn't any, there wasn't the analytics and the, and the data to analyze the science of it, the position, you know, all that sort of stuff. Right. You kind of just paid for the number of impressions that you would hopefully get. Yeah. And uh, after after that gig, you went to Pacific. Is that right? Well, it was uh, it was actually another agency where I went back to my roots as an SEO. Uh, the company is actually it was called Stake Digital, and it was acquired by the Dentsu Agency, which is one of the top five. Yeah, um, I know that. Yeah. yeah. And and then uh Dentsu then merged us and me with it uh with 360i, which was one of the companies they own. Oh wow, cool. Yeah. Back in the day, back in the day that they got interested in the digital. I was doing I did a dot com and they actually flew me out to Japan, all right, wow. to present my dot com idea to SoftBank and some, you know, some and, and Mitsubishi and things like that. And then, wow. you know, made, did they take you to the mountain? Well, you know, I they I had an offer sheet. 
uh, from SoftBank, and then uh, and Mitsubishi was going to do it. But then April fourteenth happened in the internet space of the dot com first oh, dot com wow. era, which is when the stock market bad timing, right? Bad timing, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, a couple months after nine eleven, they the Mitsubishi actually reached back out and was interested in continuing. But I was no longer with my dot com because i'd taken exit because i had been at 9-11 and i needed a break so yeah. um but anyway uh so and then you ended up at pacific right yeah so uh one of my uh, close colleagues and uh, uh he was the actual he was actually my director over at 360i he went and started his own uh sort of full service digital agency out in san diego and uh couple of years into it, he uh, he courted me to become to head up his SEO department and team that was growing fast out in San Diego. They became a pretty big firm. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually I was surprised because most agencies, even the really large ones like the 360 eyes, you um, you would expect that they might have an army of SEOs. But no, most SEOs are pretty most SEO teams are pretty lean. Mm -hmm. uh, but at Pacific, because they had clients like Expedia and Travelocity um, that had major SEO, you know, demand, uh, that that team grew really fast. While I was, I mean, I think I joined when the team was maybe about six to eight people, and within the course of the first six months I was there, I saw it grow to about fifteen people. And as far as SEO agencies go, that is a large SEO team. Yeah, that yeah, that's definitely for an, an agency. Yeah, uh, so is that where you had the, like Travelocity, Expedia as clients? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's where also it was sort of my work with uh, the CEO of of Pacific Digital. His name is Norman Bronze. That's sort of where we began fostering this idea of experiential marketing being a core pillar to SEO, mm -hmm. um, and. Uh, and the, almost the whole time I was there, we were always trying to sell this idea to many of the clients that we had at the time. Um, but one of the things that we did run into oftentimes, especially when dealing with really large enterprise clients, is this, it's hard for them to adopt that philosophy of SEO being sort of married to the experience, to brand, to content strategy. Um, it's actually one of the reasons I almost prefer now to work with smaller to medium sized businesses because mm -hmm. not everything is so sacred. When you go to an age, a client like a large Fortune 500 and you tell them, hey, to do SEO right, we'd like to put some ideas out of how to transform certain landing pages. Right. Or, and for them, it's like, no, we thought, you know, you guys would come and maybe just optimize what we already have. Yeah. So they always you know, try <laughs> I get it. You know, I had, you know, I've had, you know, I had Marriott do, do their content, you know, but then, uh, you know, but then I have my own small resort in the mountains where I could do the content. Right. And right. I have become an expert in something called memorable tourism experiences, which I've implemented into, yeah, you told me about that. Yeah. Into, uh, into, um, you know, SEO and, you know, I've tripled the revenue of this little place in, in a couple of years. Wow. Right. Just just, you know, going into making the experience part of, you know, the content, you know, and, you know, the thing is, is that what they've found about experience, which I think you, you, you probably know, is that anticipation makes the experience more intense. Yes. And that's where marketing fits is the anticipation. Yeah, that's right? I, that's so perfectly said. I mean, yeah. it's it's uh, it's 
it's exactly what we try to explain is like, you know, for example, I have an education client, it's like a private college and it's, you know, their focus may be that sort of conversion where a prospective student will enroll, but similar to, you know, memorable tourist experiences, it's like we had to sort of sell this idea that, well, before someone decides they want to enroll, there's a lot of things that happen in the emotional process for a person before they ever decide to do that. And in the case of education, it's the aspiration of changing your life. What, you know, what could an education, you know, do for my future? What are the careers that are out there? How can I increase my salary and the income that I'm making and bringing home every day? And, and so it's almost like if you don't address those parts of it, then you're going to limit the number of people that will eventually come and enter your conversion funnel and enroll and so on and so forth. And it's the same thing with travel to your point. Cool. Well, travel, you know, uh, where we first really started talking was about travel SEO. And you, you taught me about something called ego baiting and that you did for a couple of clients. Could you explain that again, just for the audience? I loved it. I loved it. I've used it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because it all sort of stemmed so many things uh, that I, you know, so many of the ways I look at SEO and the world of marketing usually stems from a break away from the old way of doing things. And this idea of ego baiting or developing digital PR content really came from the fact that at one point, pretty much after the Penguin update for all the, the SEO listeners out there, link building became a very hazardous practice. You know, and uh, some of those really large clients that we worked with, they were starting to get dinged for questionable gray hat link building practices. And it's still, it's still, it's very, it's very problematic to do link building. So, yeah. Exactly. exactly. And I actually like to tell people like, do you want to do SEO link building? Don't hire an SEO to do it for you. <laughs> Just don't. Yeah, and, right. uh, and that's what happened. One of our largest clients, they got dinged. Thankfully, not to anything that we had done, but, you know, these large companies will work with multiple vendors. And, and that large client, um, it was a day where they basically got removed from Google's index. And this is a large multinational global company. And their market cap, I heard rumors, went down by wow. like a billion dollars overnight. Well, let's, you know, we have to take a break right now. Sorry about that. And and then we'll come back and and you'll tell us how you solved it with uh, this ego baiting. All right. Sounds good. (laughs) Howdy. I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. 
On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hi, this is Joseph Franklin McElroy back with the Wise Content Creates Wealth podcast with my guest, Hussein Nibid. So Hussein, we were talking about a company losing a billion dollar market cap because of link building and how you solved that problem with ego based. Is <laughs> <Finish> that up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. So, um, you know, and it also goes to show you the power that Google has, yeah. right? Uh, right. The, the day they decide to remove you from their index. But um well, the first thing we had to do was get them back in Google's good graces. And so, uh, the, you know, think large disavow files. Uh, we even went sort of like even links that were questionable, that weren't necessarily bad or toxic. We even disavowed those. We had to do everything we could to just get back, uh, you know, uh, in the playing field. But then the client themselves were wise enough to say, well, we know we can't stop building links. We know that our competitors are doing it. And if we stop doing it, we're going to be sort of left in the dust. So how do we do this right? And so at the time, our agency said, okay, well, how do we do it the right way? How do we do it the way Google has always recommended for brands to develop links naturally over time? And the answer was always right in front of us. But most SEOs just, you know, were too lazy at the, mm-hmm. to actually do it. And it's costly, right? Like it's so much easier to pay some link vendor a few hundred bucks to get you a, you know, rank 10 link or something. So we decided let's develop a team. And it was in this meeting that, um, you know, the client and the agency agreed on who this, what this team should be made out of. Uh, it was agreed upon that it won't be a team of SEOs, that the SEOs could always work with that team to sort of offer them their thinking and their experience. But this team would be made up of people with previous journalistic experience, PR experience, uh, understanding of how to create connections with publishers, influencers, local media outlets. And their job is to develop content that will naturally engage and excite and interest all of these various publishers and outlets. And, um, and in the beginning, it was sort of a rocky start. It's like, well, what type of content can do that, especially when it's sort of coming from a brand? Right. And um, well, at one point, they realized, you know, the brand that they were trying to do this for was large enough where, hey, why don't we just start putting out these sort of listicles and pieces that seem to honor or pay credence to various towns across the country or around the world, various accommodations, hotels, resorts, and start putting them, sort of honoring them in these types of lists about the most romantic places to spend your honeymoon, the friendliest towns in Canada. You always start thinking Mm -hmm. about the demographic of the place and think, well, what would they be proud of? And, you know, Canadians are proud to be considered, you know, the 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 hosts of the friendliest towns and right. 
And it's amazing, you know, the the kind of success we saw from it. We weren't just getting links then from the local tourism boards or from the resorts and hotels themselves. We realized that when we actually put a spotlight on smaller towns who maybe have not gotten the attention they've deserved for years, we would get things like the local mayor would talk about being mentioned on our client's blog. Um, local TV and radio, it would be in their morning segment. Guess what, folks? Our town has been named one of the top <laughs> 10, you know, and, uh, and so we were getting links, but more importantly, we were getting buzz. We were, it was sort of an SEO, a traditional SEO agency was delivering things that the brand teams at that client were like scratching their heads and like, how are you doing this? And, and, um, and look, at times, like I said, with large companies, if they have a, a large brand or PR team, you could naturally find these sort of moments where you conflict with what you want to do versus what they're doing. But it's the right way to do it. Yeah. Don't have an SEO try to build this for you. I, 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 <laughs> I love that. You know, I love it. You know, one of the things I did once you told me about that, you know, the, you know, understanding that, you know, that sort of, you know, you know, getting baiting people's egos. I started using help a reporter out. Right. Right. And I would do, um, I would do a, a push out a request for, you know, uh, you know, what's the best way to do SEO during the pandemic, you know, right. or is, is that it, you know, what is the best way to, you know, do SEO for uh, a boat, uh, you know, the steamboat site? And I would put it out there and all these SEOs would give me quotes, right? Yeah. And then I would put an article on my website, right? Uh, you know, uh, you know that, uh, that, that listed the quotes by the, the best quotes by these SEOs. Right. And then they would all invariably link to the page, right? Yeah. And mention it in social media. And, you know, that's, you know, that's one of the reasons, you know, to this day, you know, Galileo is usually in the top one or two for travel SEO and travel SEO related keywords, right? Oh, wow, that's got... fantastic. That is so <laughs> cool. That is very and, cool. And, and do it for clients. So it was a good idea. <laughs> so you, yeah. you start, you started Sunnyside Digital and I, um, I'm assuming that uh, you, you you talked about experiential SEO and that's probably your, 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 uh, that's what you're hanging your hat on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is uh, that is my shtick, basically. I, uh, yeah. I I wanted to start Sunnyside to start delivering this philosophy to maybe smaller clients or uh, companies that are growing, uh, especially ones who, if they adopted the idea, it would be a lot easier, again, to sort of have a say in everything from obviously their SEO, but also their content, their brand, their experience. Um, this idea that you know, the, the way I like to explain it to most clients is like over the years, Google keeps putting out these large updates. There's Panda, there's Penguin. And uh, whenever a new update comes out and it's verified by Google, you know, the world goes crazy and marketers start, you know, scrambling to do that one thing that Google has mentioned. Hey, we might care about this. We might care about expertise, authority, and trust. All of a sudden, everybody's thinking about things like authorship and and, um, and so my thinking is, let's stop doing that. Let's stop paying attention to every algorithmic update. Let's look at where this is headed. And at the end of the day, what Google wants is for us to create great experiences for audiences. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know that if you're selling a product or service, you may want to have a couple of testimonials on that landing page. 
Right. Uh, you, you may want to have some frequently asked questions. You may want to have something that will indicate that you are an expert and an authority in your space. And some clients, you know, they, um, it scares them that all of a sudden they hired an SEO agency that's telling them that we don't want to just optimize your titles and headings. We actually want to offer you a completely new landing page uh, experience that maybe you weren't even planning on developing. So wow. that's, I mean, and, 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 and I guess if your clients, how do your prospects, I mean, you're clouded well to this. How do your prospects in general respond to this? Sometimes they're all for it. Sometimes they're like, take the keys to the castle, show us what you want to build, you know, you know, and, and we go straight to, all right, let's wire, you know, we're going to do some research and we're going to wireframe what your product page should look like what your uh, feature pages should look like, things like that. Sometimes they're like, can we do it? Can we take it step by step? And I'll mm -hmm. be like, sure, you know, let's, let's build in some of these new things as like new sections to the pages that already exist on your website. Let's create a few articles to show that, you know, at least to, uh, to prove out whether or not this type of content could engage before we go and develop an entire content hub on your site. Let's just post a few articles and see what happens. And so sometimes it takes time uh, for companies. Again, it's almost like if you hire a brand strategist, you have to know, you know, you're getting uh, nothing should be sacred. You would hire a brand strategist because they might come in with some really bold ideas. When you're hiring us for SEO, you have to sort of be prepared for that as well. What do you, uh, what do you tell uh, a prospect that wants immediate results? For immediate results, I tell them that this, well, I'm, I usually tell them right away, this isn't going to be it. The best thing you could really do is um, let us work with your paid media practice or let us run your paid media for you. Uh, and maybe the scope of SEO and content will be anything that could further support your paid media. So a lot of companies, we will educate them on the fact that you could spend less money in paid search if you have more relevant and meaningful content experiences at the end of those ads. So we could always come in and sort of support or manage their paid search and paid media. Oftentimes if we do that first, we could develop their trust that we have their best interests in mind. Because again, my type of SEO is a hard pill to swallow. You're not just hiring me for keyword research and title tag optimizations. No, I want to do wireframes for you. And I want to hire copywriters to build fresh new content for you and do so on an ongoing basis. So that's right. a big investment for many companies that, especially ones who've never done SEO before. Well, the, the thing that strikes me is you, you and I both have done also SEO for large travel companies right? and, uh, you know, large real estate companies. And they, as you know, they're, they're still caught up in the world of optimizing all the title tags and the, the meta descriptions and, and yeah. blah, blah, blah. What would you tell the, a, a company that's built all their processes and all their internal SEOs and everything else to, to, to do this? What would you tell them about how to make a change from that and, and go into a direction that's more about this? Well, you know, with, with, with those types of companies, the really large ones, it's the, the reality is it does take time. Um, you have to almost focus on building the right re relationships and, and, and sort of bridging gaps uh, with that client. Because oftentimes, a really large company, they'll have an entire group of people that are pay like that are that are where their job is to manage SEO and SEO vendors. 
Mm. And internally, they have no connections with their own brand, with their own content or PR folks. So one of the things we'll do is we'll work with them to find out how can we help you form closer relationships with your own internal teams. Mm-hmm. And we try to work with them and find a way like, hey, we have an idea, but instead of just sending it in an email, we'll try to create a, a visual of it. Maybe mm-hmm. we could uh, get someone on there and to start looking at what we're trying to do and champion the idea. But it's actually amazing how much time go, has to go into relationship building when it's a really large client. So this, I think your approach is really dependent upon having really good copyright, right? I mean, it's, it's gotta have, you know, there's gotta be a lot of professional knowledge of how to influence people to, you know, and and have specialty stuff like in my space, the memorable tourism experience, you know, you have to have people trained in doing that. So, you know, you got an SEO strategist, what is he gonna do to adopt your approach then how are they going to work with the copywriter to make this work? Yeah, so that's that's always a really tricky prospect. One of the things that uh, what I'll do is with the SEOs uh, on our team is I always constantly remind them that you have to take yourself out of this mindset where you are the quote unquote SEO. You have to start thinking like a content strategist. Um, Take an idea you have. I want you to draw it out for me. Oh, I don't, I've never illustrated anything before. Use Canva. Show me what your thinking looks like. And, um, and then when they do a handoff to a copywriter, um, for, you know, for the longest time, many SEOs will put together a small group of keywords and just sort of give them a general topic and just hope and pray that the writer will know what to do with that. We reject that. We, uh, when we hand over a brief to a writer, we try to give them as many tools they can utilize as possible. Yes, we have the keywords, but we always put a little disclaimer, hey, these keywords are optional. What's more important for us is that you address all the various, you know, that you provide a large breadth and depth of content to a given topic. So we, uh, I always challenge my SEOs to look up the most, you know, relevant questions that you want the writer to answer in the piece. Okay. Uh, sometimes I push them to even structure the article or the content in the way that they imagine it, that will help them sort of exceed all their, all the competition. So build out the sections, build out the heading structures for each heading, tell them exactly what you want in each paragraph, give the writer all the tools that will help them deliver a piece of content that will essentially, you know, uh, dominate in the competitive landscape for that given topic. Cool. Well, we have to take a break and then we'll come back, finish up with, uh, you know, more about the help working with copy and, and then some shout outs. Yep. Join us every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern for the Mind Behind Leadership, where we focus on what leadership really means to us and to others. We have practical discussions with the CEOs of some of the world's largest companies, owners of small businesses, and experts in psychology and behavior to get that inside track, what to do, what to avoid, and what really happens. Join me, Graham Dobbin, at the new time, 4 p.m. every Tuesday for the Mind Behind Leadership, here live on talkradio.nyc. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. 
Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Calling all pet lovers. Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. This is Joseph Franklin McElroy back with the Wise Content Creates Wealth podcast and my guest, Hussein Nibiad. So, Hussein, you know, um, you know, so it sounds like, and I, I agree with you because I'm doing the same thing, which is, is that the strategy, the handoff between the strategist and the copywriter is really, uh, is more than just keywords now. It's a real creative brief, right? right. And what do you think about these uh, AI programs out there like Demand Jump or F Surfer SEO or even Bright Edge, you know, are sort of trying to create these great Working with those is a good idea, or do you think they're not quite there yet? Or will they replace the strategies? I think that no matter what, there will always be the need and the requirement for you know, the human element, the human strategy, the human thinking. So, um, you know, I've used tools like Bright Edge and, and things like that. But but for content, I think the closest thing I've had in terms of experience with an AI tool that develops content is something called uh, uh, WordPress, which is, a comp- which is a tool that's done, created by a company called Automated Insights. Mm-hmm. Um, what I learned working with that tool is... Well, first of all, what that tool does is if you have, say, a, a thousand cities where you have hotels in. What's, and, what's the name of the tool? It's not WordPress. That's the. I'm content. sorry, not WordPress. Uh, Wordsmith. Wordsmith. Okay. Thank you. Uh, so uh, Wordsmith. So the way it works is if you have like thousands or tens of thousands of either locations you need to write about, uh, hotels, products, if you're in a retail client, um, and you have structured data about each one, like the price, um, uh, for for destinations, it might be the points of interest in that destination, um, uh, the temperature or the weather of that destination at certain times of year. If you have that data structured, you can essentially develop what's called a, 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 a template. And what that template will do is uh, a strategist has to build it and put it together. And it's based on a ton of Boolean operators. And you can make it as complex uh, as possible. It all depends on your familiarity and your expertise using this tool. But using real data and using a really good template could technically generate tens of thousands of pieces of content, you know, mm-hmm. overnight. 
Um, I think that stuff like that can be very successful, but you can't do it without a really smart strategist developing that template. It's like, yes, you don't want to just get content for the sake of content, but it's almost like, what are the data points and the narratives that you're going to associate with those data points that your readers are going to find truly interesting? Well, you know, the thing I also want to point out to, you know, to people also is that most of these AI programs, you know, exploit a niche in a moment, right? Right. The problem is they all have to use Google and they you know, and they oftentimes use even Google's code, their G3 or G, mm-hmm. GPT platforms, things like that, the machine learning, the data they get from Google. And if you think about it, Google has a business model that is probably the greatest AI out there, right? Right. And, um, and if, if it, and this has always been the case with, you know, SEOs, why link building and all these things, all these things that people promise will make SEO work is if you can constantly and accurately game the, S, the Google's inf- 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 system to always get high for your content uh, and win the game, you know, just by some programmatic approach, then Google's out of business, right? Because everybody would know that all those results are false there and nobody would trust the results. It would just, it would destroy their business model. So they are always going to change the game. And if you're building upon their code and their source, they're going to know what the heck they're going to know what you're doing. You know, the good thing is, the good thing is like recently, I think Google put out a statement that if you're doing automated content generation, but it's actually delivering value and it's not just generating fluff, um, they're okay with that. Like when you think about the stock market and the financial industry, they're using a lot of these tools now to put out like short articles where it's not just how much did the stock go up or down, but other pros and narrative in relation to the stock based on structured data. Google recently said they're okay yeah, with think, it's delivering value. I think there'll be, a, I, I think definitely in a, in the case for generating is when it's a factual based information, you just want to give out there, right? right? That is sort of the top of the funnel content, right? right? To help educate people on the space. Yeah, I think that that should be, you know, or all the restaurants and all the important things in the area around your tourism site, you know, things like that. Yeah. AI is going to dominate that. And if you're writing that kind of content now, your, your future in doing that by hand is probably limited. Right. But, you know, getting into the emotional stuff and the interesting stories and all the things that go into eventually converting somebody into client, that stuff is not going to be AI-driven because it's not, you know, AI-driven content will just be reproducing stuff. And there's only really, you know, space for writing content that, you know, might talk about somebody's individual experience with, you know, uh, you know climbing a mountain, you know, it'll be this, the same thing all the time and it's not really adding value, right? You're, right? you're absolutely right. In fact, I, when I was, I remember speaking to one of the executives at Automated Insights about this and I said, are, you know, are you guys putting like writers out of work by developing this type of technology? And they said, very similar to what you just said, they said, no, in fact, what we're doing is by saving hundreds of hours of, of writers at like time in creating these like sort of factual based pieces, they're not necessarily leaving their jobs. No, they actually have time now to develop the longer form uh, interest pieces that require a real human touch to create engaging content. So they they get to work on the stuff they enjoy working on mm-hmm. because now we have a machine that's generating the stuff that is valuable, but doesn't require necessarily a great human writer to produce. 
Cool. Well, we're head, we're getting close to the end here. I'd like to give you the opportunity to uh, promote any any content that you might want people to read, or your site. Or, yes, yes. Or how uh, they would reach out to you. Thank so you. Let it go. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So um, you know, Sunnyside Digital. It's it's still you know relatively in its infancy. We're we're growing. Uh, fast though, uh, but we are trying to catch up with our marketing. So we do have a website, sunnysidemarketing.com. Uh, but probably the best thing for us right now is if you reach out to me on LinkedIn. Again, my name is Hussein Ebaid. There you'll find a bunch of pieces that I've published about some of the topics that Joseph and I spoke about today, uh, from experience optimization, replacing SEO, to what to do about voice search and uh, topics such as those as well. Um, I just wanted to actually, you know, I don't want to spend the rest of my time sort of just promoting myself. I actually want to thank you, Joseph, for inviting me to your show. You're putting out great materials, great content. And I really do hope that, you know, your audiences grow because there's some really amazing, valuable information that you're putting out there in the world. So thank you. I'm honored for being a guest on today's show. Well, thank you. It's been it's a pleasure knowing you, working with you, and now having a guest on my uh, podcast. And I look forward to other opportunities to interact with you in the future. Um, this is the Wise Content Creates Wealth podcast. You can find out more about us at wisecontentcreateswealth.com. And also uh, on our Facebook page where with this streams live, which is, uh, you know, facebook.com slash wisecontentcreateswealth. This is also broadcast live as we're doing it on talkradio.nyc network, which has a lot of, of uh, live shows every day, um, podcasts that you can listen to that range from self-help to small business to uh, travel. I actually have another podcast called Gateway to the Smokies uh, podcast. It's on Tuesday, Tuesdays from uh, 6 to 7 that talks about the Smoky Mountains of North Carolina and also about my, uh, I have a motel resort, uh, which is sort of a, a motel, uh, classic road motel with uh, country in amenities. Um, but uh, we talked to a lot of uh, great people in that space about what's happening in the Smokies and how to enjoy it. So reach out to there. But there's lots of shows on this network, talkradio.nyc. Um, my company is galileotechmedia.com, and we are consultants on developing content that, uh, that works in SEO and content marketing, uh, especially in travel and real estate. So look us up at galileotechmedia.com. And uh, I appreciate everybody here uh, listening to us. And it's the same time every week, Fridays from one, I mean, from noon until one. Uh, and I look forward to seeing you next week. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. 
You want edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. informed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 